Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Tech Point Africa podcast. Uh, to our loyal listeners that have stayed with us all through the years, I hope I, 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 I okay. I hope you had a great 2023, and I hope you enjoyed the holidays. And to our new listeners, you are warmly welcome. This is the Tech Point Africa podcast, where we talk about the current news in the African tech space, we discuss about them. Sometimes we bant. We are getting serious this year, so you might not see a lot of bant, but we discuss them and um, we give you human angles to them and also expect your um, contributions and what you think of what we discuss here. So welcome to Tech Point Africa Podcast once again. I am happy to be here and um, Bolu and Chim Gozrim is also here with me in the Thank studio. Thank you for having me. Say hi. Who is hi having everyone. you? Yes. <laughs> We all know that the new circle never takes a break. And um, a lot of things went down while we were busy enjoying our break, which you can find on the Tech Point Africa podcast. Sorry, on the Tech Point Africa website. But today we are discussing what happened this week, the week of January 8th. And um, we'll be going over some things that happened some we discuss in depth, some we just mention, but just know that you can find everything we talk about here on the Tech Point Africa website. A quick one um, Nigerians should actually expect an increase in the um, in call, message, and data tariffs. And um, the telcos are working towards that. They have actually written to NCC. Nigerian Communications Commission that see operating cost is high, find a way to help us approve the increase in these tariffs. But that is not really the news. We heard that Glow is owing MTN. And MTN is now saying that if you do not pay up, we will stop your customers from calling our customers. So MTN has written to NCC and told them, please approve this thing. Tell Glow to pay their debts or else. In 10 days, that is, we are counting down to the 18th of January, Glow customers will not be able to call MTN customers in Nigeria. Um, the, what, they, what are they owing? They are owing interconnect fees. So if Glow doesn't pay up, MTN would stop them from calling. And NCC has partially approved that. So that is on the side. What will we be discussing today? We'll be discussing um, the fate of Nigerian Naira stablecoin called CNGN, like the USDT. So it has been stated to, to launch on the 28th of February this year, on the 27th. Yeah, it was initially stated to be launched on the 27th. Yes, 27th of this year, but there is a new update which you will get to know. Also, there is a new entrance into the merchant acquisition market and it's a new bank that we all know to be the bank of the free so they will get they've gotten into that market after prepping for 14 months 14 good months and now they are into it and um we'll get to know what they have launched and how it's coming and other things that are around this the possibility of their success maybe and then we'll talk about what a nigerian delivery startup 
has launched is i'll call it a personal post office office box i post see your life anyways they call it an automated box uh, locker automated blocker you get to know more about that too while we go on then uh, other things that we that we we'll talk about today is um um a sanction from the cbn on some banks the latest updates on that then both in kenya then we talk about some layoffs and some resignations so that is like basically what we're talking about today so let's get into what we have um today cngn doesn't sound as fancy as usdt anyways what's the update with the launch Volu. all right so um before I get into the updates uh, about the launch, um, just you know, a quick recap. Okay, I'm not. I don't think I've spoken about this before. But in 15 uh, seconds. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I won't do that to myself today. I'll, <laughs> I'll try again another time. So, um, CNGN is um, um, a stable coin. A stable coin that should be launched. A stable coin pegged to the Nera uh, that was slated to be launched um, this year, February 27. Right. So for people who are not very familiar with um, the cryptocurrency ecosystem, stablecoins are basically cryptocurrencies that are pegged to national currencies. So as you know, cryptocurrencies are very volatile. Mm-hmm. Right? Their prices go up and down. So, but then they are great at cross-border transactions. You don't need any intermediary to send money to someone in Antarctica, for example. If they have as long as they have internet, so the idea for stable coins is okay, let's create cryptocurrencies that their price will not be going up and down, mm-hmm. right? So the idea is now that okay, we'll beg them to a national currency, like, yeah, like the dollar or um, the Denier. euro or pounds, something like that. So, um, the plan is to create a stable coin that is pegged to the naira, mm-hmm. right? And then it was, I think, it was announced last year this was going to be happening and then this year right, i think at the first week or so you know and uh, the uh, africa stablecoin consortium told us that um, stablecoin will be launched on uh, february 27. so the africa stablecoin consortium is like um, um banks blockchain startups coming together right and after they make that made that announcement, they had to like, you know, I I don't really know. Okay, I do, but I can't say <laughs> everything, right? But you know, they had to go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, we can't really launch this thing to the public because the idea people got from that announcement was that oh, by February twenty seven there'll be a, uh, yeah, like, like, like a, a Naira stable coin Nigerian. that we can use. Let's see how it work. And you know, mm-hmm. people were eager. People were like, okay, let's see how. And they, they were like, okay, we can't launch it to the public on that date. What we're actually doing on that date is to um, launch it in a regulatory sandbox. Okay. Basically, as is like as an alpha yes, testing, yes. something mm-hmm. like that. So that's basically the update. And they have to do that because there are several regulatory you know, issues tied to launching something like that. Because, I mean, this the African Stablecoin Consortium is banks, blockchain startups coming together. Mm-hmm. But then, 
in the recent CBN um, CBN circular that went out, right? That basically told us that crypto Blockchain. is now unbanned, right? Mm-hmm. While crypto is unbanned, while banks can um, facilitate crypto-related transactions, mm-hmm. they are not allowed by themselves to hold crypto, touch crypto, do anything with crypto. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can help crypto startups. At least if you want to trade yeah. crypto, so consider the CNGN is a stable coin. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of things to look at, and I think that is why. Um, um, the Africa uh, Stablecoin Consortium is rethinking things and, you know, they had to change something. So what's the implication of this to Inaira? Very good question. And, you know, a lot of people have been saying, oh, this thing is now following because you remember when um, Inaira was al- announced in 2021 mm-hmm. and then they told us by October, was it October 4? So that it was October 1 that Inaira was going to launch. Mm-hmm. Right, then... By that date, they're like, oh, no, it won't launch again. We are going to postpone. So it's kind of looking similar. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I want to stay positive, right? Because I know um, some of the people working on this stablecoin. And should I say, I have, I have some confidence in um, the ability to make this work. So right. I, I'm asking that to know if it has actu- it has prospects than the Inaira. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get I get what you're asking now. Like, what's the difference basically? Yeah. So Inaira, you can also see Inaira as a stablecoin, right? Because it's um it's a currency that works on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. But the difference now is that the Inaira just works on the Inaira wallet. Mm-hmm. It can't do anything outside of that wallet. But the idea for CNGN now is you can have CNGN in your Binance wallet, right? You can use CNGN in your trust wallet, right? It can work on other blockchains, right? You can use CNGN to trade, P2P. things like that. Exactly. So I think it has more prospects, right? Because if, I mean, uh, according to the first um, statement, um, the Africa Blockchain Consortium released, they were telling us things like, oh, now e-commerce platforms can accept stable coins. You don't need to start looking for one um, dollar card to mm-hmm. make your transactions again. So, yeah, it definitely has more prospects. Yeah, I do not know much about the blockchain, but mm. I think if you want to look at the um, what what e-Naira might have, um, might, be, might stand different from mm. uh, CNGN, oh, yeah. For instance, Inera is bagged or or pushed it's, by CBN. Yes. And this is by African um, blo- um, Stablecoin stable Consortium. consortium yeah. yeah. And then at, um, having a different wallet too. Yeah, so maybe to be, trust. Yeah. Maybe I'm talking now. I'm skeptical about the adoption. Mm. So maybe trust in the body involved. Okay. Since it's just, this sounds like just Lumec Litro. Exactly. It's in a CNGN. So hopefully we'll yeah. be able to track the adoption and see how see people seem eager. Because I saw one of your tweets and people seem eager to want to use this stablecoin. Yes, yes. So we'll see where that will lead us to. Yeah. <laughs> right? Lead us to a good place in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Maybe people like me that do not even care about stable coins. Yeah, that's would, part of the things they need to, to work on. People adopt. that don't care, they need to like create a framework for adoption. People mm-hmm. that right. care and go, they even adopt. They will. 
I mean, if you think about it, I how mean, look at you, how many of you that care adopted Inara? No, that's why it's different from Inara. Mm-hmm. It's not different. It is different. Will, will, will it's actually carry it's your fight to behind the scene after <laughs> the studio. It's basically because, yes. I, because I get, I, I get your point, and Mbola has written some articles explaining what stable coins are, and also Inara. So, if you want to find the disparity between them, we can just check those articles we'll drop the link in the description okay let's move from there to um what the bank of the free is up to in their latest launch okay so could i basically um getting into merchant acquiring um what does merchant acquiring mean so it's almost like agency banking but no agency banking so if you're a business, you can now use a, a CUDA POS to accept payments, facilitate payments, basically. It's not the first time they're doing it. Last last year, I think March, they launched um, Soft POS, which is basically a, you can use your smartphone, if it's NFC enabled, of course, mm-hmm. to your smartphone can act as a POS machine. Um, I don't know how many of you have smartphones that are NFC enabled. I do. But, sorry, I wasn't asking <laughs> asking the audience. But really, that's that's um, what this um, soft POS um, was supposed to do. So it's a bit interesting that they are now launching, uh, they are physical launching physical POS, POS terminal. terminals now. So you can get, you can pay outrightly, I think it's 75,000 naira, or you lease a POS from them. Those are the two options I think they have. And it's a, I don't know what word adequately describes it. I think it's an interesting development. So what was the big deal? What's the big deal? Why are they entering the water with, I won't call them sharks, but big, um, those that have been there for a while, like um, Money Point, um, OP, Pampe. Car, no carbon doesn't. Not really. So I can't speak to their motive. Paystack too recently, very recently. Yeah, Paystack does stuff like that. I can't speak to all their all their motives or their reasons, but I'll say this as maybe, I mean, looking at the way the market is, there are there are established players. Money Point, OP, uh, two of the biggest. Pump it to. Um, to a lesser extent, but Money Point and OP are the largest players in that space. Mm-hmm. And Kuda was for a very long time just a uh, it was it was a, yeah a new bank but it was for individuals for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I think in the last few years we've begun adding business banking features. So um that's so now we do not know what percentage of their customer base is made up of businesses because um the easy thing would be if you have a large number of businesses who actively use you, you can easily introduce these services, assuming they do not have alternatives. Mm-hmm. So now I don't know what percentage of their. Are using Kuda business yes, to start with. Yeah, because, because well, yes, that would make it that would make adoption easier. Mm-hmm. But we've seen a few moves in the last uh, a few developments in the last let's see eighteen months around POS um, businesses. So last year, Kipa basically shut down their um shut down that arm of their business mm-hmm. they later said they were passing it on to block 
um, we don't know whether that was an acquisition or not, but they they shut that down. And at the time, I was also wondering if one if one person is saying we don't see much potential in this market, why is another person taking it off their hands? Um, what are you seeing that we are not seeing? Uh, on the other hand, too, we've also seen a move from Money Point, who is maybe the biggest player, going from just uh, they are moving away from agency banking, for example slowly getting into um, the uh, what do you call it now personal personal banking space yes so why are they moving and we've had a lot of conversations or a lot of chat around what's the future of the agency banking business model mm-hmm. so it's a bit curious to um, for could that get into the business when they are getting in um, I don't know how that's going to play out for them over the next few years they probably know if you they probably have some data points that informed it, this yeah. decision mm-hmm. but um i've spoken to a few people to like understand why could i make the move and the consensus is that this doesn't look like a very good move on their part mm-hmm. partially because the space is so it's capital intensive for one um the pos terminals which was one of the things that keep our leader to when they were shutting down if your seminar is seventy five thousand naira, the business has to fuck that out, yes. which may not be a very easy thing for any business to do, at least in this in this current climate. So, um, we also that's one, um, the cost, and that's partially because the cost of produce cost of getting these POS machines have gone up in the last year, naira devaluation and all of that. So, it's almost like the cost of getting POS machines have gone up, and even before then, most of the players were actually giving up US terminals for free. Mm-hmm. Kuda doesn't look like they're interest, <coughs> interested in doing that. So you have to buy it mm-hmm. or lease from them. Yeah. So that would definitely impact um, so, adoption. Oh, oh. What if, although costly, what if this is like an offline market acquisition strategy? It's, it sounds too costly to want to go into as an acquisition strategy, but what if it is? So yeah. we're just going to have to look out um, to their numbers if they decide to release their numbers. I mean, they may not release numbers, but even at that, we can we can just do a, we can make an educated guess. So this is no agency banking, to be clear. Mm. It's no agency banking. Agency banking, you could say, oh, okay, maybe there's a part of Nigeria where. We need to go. This is not a financial inclusion play for one. So it's not a. You need businesses to adopt you, mm-hmm. and if businesses don't take up your offer, mm-hmm. so you for for first of all, um, you I don't know how many merchants, um, apart from POS agents now use Money Point for example, but you walk into any any place and you see Money Point yeah, POS. Yeah, there are a lot of them. I've been seeing a lot of um, even unbranded POS um, machines. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, if you're coming to me, you need to convince me to not use the person that I am currently using. Mm-hmm. If I'm a large operation, then I you may want to add, yeah, I may have several, which is common. Yeah. But if I'm a smaller operation, then I just need maybe one. Mm-hmm. I don't need a lot of it. So, that's the first problem you're going to have. So, yeah. um, how do you, we are even going to find the customers. Uh, do we have a large enough market for that? I think that's the first offline. question because it's not a, yes, it's an offline play. Mm-hmm. But the question is, do we have enough people? 
Yeah, we, we do not have enough people then. We might not be able to take all these guesses until well, we give them a few months, right? Because yes. for them to launch that business at some point, they would have probably gone to the market. It's 14 months since they launched Kuda business and they started mm. bringing in... Um, them um, different features into it in the last eight or nine months so they would have seen some numbers that probably if, even if they want to start people if they want to start people that we adopt this they will probably just go back into their database of those people that are using kuda business and start mm-hmm. from there so it's a it's a number of it's a play of um time a time play so we just Hopefully. look at how it will turn out for them Talking about trying new things, I don't know if any one of our listeners have new resolutions, right? I don't have, not because I don't have plans for my life, but, you know, sometimes, so people don't just follow through. But even if you don't have new resolutions, one of the things you should try to do this year is upskill. Whatever um, skills you already have, it is always the people that get better that get the recognition that get hired and if you're go- looking at learning sales becoming a sales pro there is um, a course that has been that we've been talking about since last year but if you're new you're hearing this for the first time from Uluwani Femi and you might want to try it out is the high impact sales course by old school Africa and the, the facilitators are people that have that, that, that have their boots in the mud. They've, they've closed deals of um, over $1 million last year, over the past one year. And um, they are going to be giving out the processes, their strategies to um, people that will be learning. And it's just three months. You'll be learning this in three months. And there's a discount on discount. So there's an early bird discount. Then TechPoint Africa is giving you a discount on that discount. How we just not generous. So if you want to use the discount, just use tech point T C H P O I N T as the discount code. When you go to the website, we'll drop the link in the description to register for that course. So let that be your new resolution. Learn how to sell your dreams, your ideas. People need to buy your ideas. If they don't, you can't convert it to money. Somebody should jot that down. Moving on to companies trying new things. First Delivery, a Nigerian delivery startup, has launched something that I think is bold and interesting. Because you can fill us in on that. Yep. So, Fez has launched Safe Lockers. So, it's a. It's almost like. I think you called it, um, is it private PO boxes? Yes. I mean, pure box. She has private. Okay, post office box, are we? Yes, private post office yeah. box. Yeah. Anyway, um, what first um, first safe lockers do is so I have a package I need to get delivered. I go to the nearest. Um, I go to the nearest safe locker, which you can you can find when you download an app. Um, you put your parcel, and then someone else comes picks it up, and then delivers it to the recipient usually at a location that is very close to them so currently they are doing it in partnership with um, a filling station like the idea now is you get it to us so for like for it to actually make sense you need as many locations as mm-hmm. possible so um, your usual delivery is that let's say you buy something from an instagram vendor 
and then they have to send the rider. The rider has to tell you, oh, I'm coming by 10. And by 10, yes, like gracious experience and delayed us. Um, the person example. comes by 10. And if you are in a meeting by 10, for example, you have to step out of that meeting. But you, with the safe lockers, you're basically doing, it, doing everything on your terms. As a business owner, you drop off the parcel or well, it's not only business owners that can use it, individuals can as well. But you drop off the parcel when you want to, um, at your convenience. The rider picks it up when, of course, it has to be picked up um, knowing fully well that someone else is, ex the recipient is expecting it at a certain time. So it's, it's picked up and then the recipient, maybe something comes up at the time I initially wanted to pick it and I can't go anymore. I don't have to say, oh, come back. I don't have to tell the rider to come back um, some other time. And I just go, um, I just go pick it up um, when I want to. So to access it, you just, um, it's so it's internet enabled and leverages in, um, IoT, Internet of Things. So you just go put in a code. You get a code, of course, that you can use to access the lockers. It has the recipient or the person putting in um, the parcel same with the drivers the riders as well they, they get a code with which they can access it so apparently they are not the only ones who are doing it there's a um in there's nigeria. yeah yeah they're not the only ones doing that in nigeria um there's smart parcel dot smart parcel um i think they launched that about six months ago and it, it basically uses the same um the same what do you call process. it now the same process yes so you just Put your product and then someone else gets it um yeah that's it there i mean i've seen a few people express concerns around safety but fairs assures that they they've taken all those things into consideration because um people may worry about their parcels being stolen mm -hmm. so they've they've said yes we we have put um put some measures in place to ensure mm -hmm. that you're well, your deliveries are not missing. I think beyond words, there should also be insurance well, for, for any of those things that will be put in those boxes as an assurance. How, is, how, how do you make sure the driver actually dropped it? So dropped it in the, the rider. Of course, yes, um, I think it's the same. The only, the only friction that is taken out is the rider coming to pick up the parcel from you. Mm. So that's the only thing I saw. You, you take it to this designated point, put it in your box. After you've put all the information on the app, the delivery time and all, then the delivery person goes to the box, picks it up and takes it. But another friction I'm concerned with is that the person that has to take the parcel must also have a box. Who... Sorry, who has to take the parcel? The person that is receiving. Like the receiver. The receiver. Yeah has to have a first so safe um, necessary. it's not like your so that's why i didn't want to use the private PO box skinny it's not like mm -hmm. you have to go buy or a pos for like you don't really have to buy a pos so um, like of course spots. not necessarily you don't so if, if you've gone to some um large supermarkets they have like those boxes so you're not paying for it mm -hmm. you just put your whatever your stuff inside and then you go inside mm -hmm. um if it's you occupied yeah you hold the key of course if it's mm -hmm. occupied then you can't you can't use it i think that's probably what they are what they could do i don't need to 
own it because if I need to own it, um, I it may it, it won't it won't really work if I have to um, like if I have to own one, it won't really work because okay. it now means I'm taking on extra costs. So I don't think you need to own own, own one. You just, just go there, you pick it, and then yeah. So all you just need is the app, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, if you an account, maybe, maybe we'll start seeing houses like people creating estates with boxes. Like abroad now, estates with apartment buildings have boxes. Everybody in the estate has a box where meals and packages are delivered. So maybe we'll start seeing things like that coming up. People adopting. I don't don't think we would. (laughs) So... Okay, depends on mainstream adoption. You get. I mean, even with mainstream adoption, right? You know, do you are you going to see that? So, for instance, now if there's an estate that has a lot of housing units, Mm. and maybe Feds has done their groundwork and they see that a lot of people get um, deliveries from Instagram vendors in that place, Mm -hmm. right? And they have like a one of those um, safe locks there. Um, It is possible that they try to target those Instagram vendors. It's not very, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. So first problem would be what happens when I move? Or, of course, you know how how people move. It's not theirs. Yeah, it's not theirs. So what assurance do you have that the person who replaces me or that the people who replace a certain group? So it's not like I'll live there for 10 years. If I live there for 10 years, Mm -hmm. maybe it makes sense. If all the houses are like they are personally owned, not rented. Yes, that could be that could be something that even if it's rented, no, if it's rented, no. Belongs, so imagine this: the boxes belong to first delivery. Yes, yes. So but if you've made a so here's what they are saying: you know how our house is. Now imagine that there are like a hundred. Um, let's say there are a hundred apartments on that just there, and first is okay. 50 people here always make deliveries. Regu- uh, they, they, they take deliveries regularly. Mm-hmm. They'll put the first location either at the gate or just somewhere very close to us. Mm-hmm. So, why I say it's not sustainable is what happens if maybe 20 of us who make those deliveries move? What are the chances that you move at once? What are, what are the chances? What are the chances? It's very high. People, people, when people rent houses, they don't they don't typically stay except families. What they the don't typically that stay for a very long occupants time. Will yeah, that's that's exactly why I say it's not. not need it. Also need it. What are the chances that they will need it? Are you going to <laughs> so it's, are you going to base your your business so strategy just, on something? No, it's not like I'm not saying they should base it. They already have like you said they are partnering with a filling station, mm-hmm. right? They already have their locations. I'm just saying that these are this is something they can consider. No, right? I, so yes, you can consider it. What I'm saying is, why would you even bother to consider it? You can't control who lives in a place, but you can control. Okay, so what happens now is, I know that filling stations don't they don't rent. It's either they are leasing or they own the land. Mm-hmm. So you know that if there's an NMPC here, they probably are going to be here for let's say the next ten years. Mm-hmm. So the infrastructural um, cost expenses, and, yeah, expenses. You are not going to be. Okay, I get. You are not going to be doing that very now. frequently. The so. the cost might not be really. Um, reasonable for for mm. fez yes so good one um that they're introducing that we see our we also look out to see um how time we tell on them on on that on that oh, new way, feature you, you, you actually have to pay for it though so like you subscribe one thousand they say it's 999 but it's actually one thousand 
Yes, that is so, what I mean by owning that means you your own, own piece. That means yes. both sides need to own. Yes. Mm. Well, I don't know if so it's both sides yet. trying to say that. Well, yeah, it has to, to be because you for to you pay. to have a key to a PO mm. box, you have to own it so that you go there and you just check. It's not really a key. About it's not it's a key. You need... Uh, so access it's, access yeah. to it. Let me not say that. It might not be a physical key. Your access it has to be like in your name. Until mm. maybe your subscription is over and the ownership changes, so mm. I, 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 they, I'm, I'm sure that they will try to, when they launch things like this, you know, you always get feedback from customers and try to retreat. And we will spend a lot of time discussing very important stories today. Um, other things that are in the news is um, both Kenya encouraging their customers to snitch on riders, asking them to pay <laughs> offline, yeah. and it's come on. Yeah, very common. I like it. I think it should come to the Lagos market. Anyways, apart from that, CBN woke up on Wednesday, not woke up because it was around Wednesday evening, and say, okay, we are firing the board and management of three banks, namely Polaris, Keystone, and Zenit. Yes, and then they woke up on Thursday morning and said, okay, we've given you people new board members and management. We have the news on our website. What what did these banks do wrong? What happened? What went wrong? You can check it out on our website. Also, another CEO have resigned and that's the CEO of Cellulant. Is a Kenyan fintech. Yeah. Um, And he has resigned after, after the company laid off for the third time yeah so internal crisis maybe we have the news on our website and um closing for the day um wasoko and max ab will be reducing their workforces by 10 percent as the as they both merge <sighs> the market is rough very very market is rough we hope 2024 is better than 2023 in terms of layoffs I really, really hope. I hope the economy scene is looking up and um, microeconomics is not trying to choke companies. I'm wishing companies, startups, especially success and funding and more funding this year. 2024 might be good for them. Fingers crossed. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletters. We have Modern Workplace, modern workplace um, newsletter. We have... Um, What's the name of your newsletter, Bulu? My newsletter. Yes. <laughs> no, we've not given You're launching one soon, yeah? Yeah. It's still, still on you don't want, you don't you don't want yeah, to yeah. tell your there fans. There will be an yet. official launch. Okay, there will be an official launch. And Chim yeah. Your newsletter, Equity Merchant, before you change the name. Anyways, me I've changed the name of my newsletter from the Workout League. You will bore with me for one good year. Thank you very much. I'm changing the name to Modern Workplace Newsletter. And I'm bringing new features. And if you've not subscribed, you should. Because I'm starting a new season on Monday. And you'll be getting a newsletter every Monday and every Wednesday with different things. I have a whole lot of topics we want to discuss this year. Our workplaces must be better. Amen, somebody? Amen. Yes, and Pitch Friday for the first one for the year 2024 would be holding on January 19th. Small Are you going to come? Well. Yes, more chops. But new, if you don't know about Pitch Friday, Jim Gozirim. Hmm? Pitch Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Tell people about Chief Pitch yes. Friday. So Friday is a monthly pitch event for early stage founders. 
and sometimes middle stage um, founders. Um, basically, you have founders come, um, they pitch their startups or products, and then they get feedback. We have we have learning sessions every month as well. So next next week we would have one learning session, and it's free. You don't have to pay to come. And if you're lucky, you'd get water and small jobs. Uh, we have a lot of interesting things. Gracious, you will not be getting small jobs. But we do have a lot of interesting things coming up this year. Um, like, we, we, are basically, we are basically bringing more features, more products or programs for to pitch for the go to club. But yes, we do have a lot of um, features this year. So... You should come. You, you should join us, um, or you can, like she said, subscribe to Equity Merchants newsletter to stay updated and um, know what's what's up. So yes, I expect to see all of you on Friday. I will be there. <laughs> Inshallah. We'll, next week Friday we'll be there. Um, to our listeners, thank you for always joining us on the Tech Point Africa podcast. I will notice something that we've not been hearing from you. And we understand the landscape of the podcast world where sometimes when you feel that I need to drop a word of encouragement for these people. Oh, there's no comment session like you see on YouTube and on social media. I would love that you take the extra length to send us an email at podcast at techpoint.africa. Podcast at techpoint.africa. Let us know what you think. We just don't want you to be in the shadows. We want to know who we are interacting with, who is listening to us, what we think about, what we discuss on this podcast. So send us a message, a mail, what you think. Anyways, just to say I shout out to your fan, to your favorite podcaster. I'm not mentioning my name. To us, you can send it to podcast at techpoint.africa. And if you're watching this, if you come across this, you can also listen to us on Bolu. Please give it to us. Yeah, you can also find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Art Radio, or anywhere else you get your podcast. I hear that if you're listening on Spotify, you can actually drop a comment. That's awesome. So please drop us a comment. Probably the same for um, YouTube. So because Google Podcasts is it's coming to YouTube music. Yeah, coming to YouTube music. Okay. YouTube music comments. So okay, so you can uh, also wh- year, when, when it gets to when Google Podcast gets to YouTube music, drop a comment for us. But in the meantime, send us an email. Would be happy and elated to read from you. Thank you very much for joining us once again today. See you and catch you next week Thursday. Bye.